Welcome to the In Between Podcast. I'm Astrid. And I'm Alexis. And we're two best friends on a journey to living a fun, intentional life. We know it's easier to share on a season of life once it's behind you. But what about when you're in the middle of the growth, confusion, and decision-making? This lifestyle podcast is for the everyday gal who loves to travel, talk about business, relationships, fashion, and everything in between. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the In Between Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Astrid. And the other half of the pod, Alexis. And today on the In Between Podcast, we're going to be talking about this holistic entrepreneurial approach of how do you juggle both life and a business? I think this is really relevant if you're a full-time entrepreneur or even if you are a corporate baddie working that nine to five and you're a side hustler you know, we don't have capacity for everything. So how do we take care of our, our self in our life? So our habits, our community, our sleep, our nutrition, our movement, our mental health. And then how do we also take care of our business in a way that's energizing to us? You know, how are we finding community in business? How are we overhauling our systems? How are we setting realistic goals? So I'm really excited for this discussion because this is something Astrid and I talk about a lot in our own mastermind, in our own friendship. I feel like we talk about these things like on the daily. So we kind of put them together side by side of this isn't just a life conversation. This isn't just a business conversation. It's looking at through the lens of how do these both integrate into each other? Yes. Oh my gosh. I am beyond excited for this conversation because I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we strive to separate life and business. Yeah. And it can be very hard to do that because you might be stressed out about something at work that then, you know, pours over into your life. And also, I think because we are such goal-oriented individuals, we want to check all the boxes and all the wellness things and all the nutrition and all the habits and sleep by nine, waking up for gratitude journal at 3 (laughs) a.m. All the things and that can feel like you're failing every time that you're not checking all of those boxes. So I love this conversation because I think we're going to take a very different approach to what a holistic entrepreneur actually looks like whenever you're in the day-to-day hustle of your life and your business. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to this discussion, but first, before we dive in, how was your weekend? Let's do a little, a little weekend update. A weekend update. Oh my gosh. It was so good. I, um, shot a beautiful wedding out in the countryside of Missouri. It was incredibly windy and incredibly warm. Your girl is sweaty. (laughs) I was dressed like it was freaking 30 degrees out and it definitely was not. It was 75. So that was great. (laughs) The the Um, fall variation of like, what is the weather actually going to be like in the fall? is just, it's just such a gamble. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But yeah, ironically enough with today's topic, it was very much a weekend of polarizing life things going on and also Mm. business because I'm in the thick of wedding season. Fall season is really, really busy for photographers. And then there's also, we have friends getting married and we have friends in town. So it was a weekend of working long hours and then finding pockets of time to go to brunch with friends that were visiting, go to my anniversary dinner on Friday night. Um, So not as much solo time this weekend, but it's okay. You know, it's the realistic 
quote unquote balance of sometimes we don't, we can't get all of it at once, but making intentional time for that is filled my cup up. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You are the master at finding ways to integrate the life and the business. I'm in awe of you. (laughs) Oh, likewise. Likewise. What are you, or what were you up to this weekend? Oh my gosh. This weekend was such a ball. Um, so I'm, I've been trying to take a different approach to my content on social media and really taking more of like a storytelling lens of sharing more of my experiences in business and in life. And so I've been working on that. So that was like a business aspect of really brainstorming different stories that I could tell that would, you know, make people feel inspired or maybe help them take action in a certain area of their life or their business. So that was really fun. Um, I also went out with some friends on Friday night and we ended up going dancing. Oh my gosh. It was just so much fun because if you know me, I love to dance, but I think being in Houston, it's like there's different variations of where to go out. And I didn't really want to go to like a club, like a club club. And so we ended up finding this like hole in the wall, little dance bar. It was playing reggaeton and uh, mixing in rap music. So it was like absolutely perfect. I need to go there next time. (laughs) Yeah. Next time we're in town, we will go there. It's like a perfect, I thought of you so many times. I almost FaceTimed you. If that tells you anything. I would have loved that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, it it was a good mix of, Spending time with friends, Matthew and I got a lot done around the house and Matthew's in his reading era. Like when I asked him what he wanted to do this weekend, he said, you know, I really want to take some time to read. And so he and I read our books yesterday. I was like, we are so mature and cute. And I also, love it. <laughs> it was wonderful. So overall, just a really uh, well-integrated weekend and feeling really refreshed. So Um, with that said, we always start each episode with what we're in between right now. And we named this podcast because it's this understanding that we're always in between something in our lives, whether that's in your relationship, whether that's in your career, your business, um, or in your health journey, whatever it is. And so we share every single week what we're in between because it varies week to week, um, based on what we're experiencing. So with that said, What are you in between right now? Oh my gosh, so much, literally so much. Um, I think the biggest one is, you know, when you're getting a really good workout in and also it's so challenging, you're at that last one where you're like, I'm going to just finish it a little earlier because it pains me and it hurts so much and I'm just ready to quit. I'm not ready to quit, but I am at the tail end of a really busy three months of my life and I'm starting to really feel it. I feel like a lot of things are collided, colliding at once. Yeah. And at the same time, I feel like out of all seasons and all years, this has been the one that I have built the most sustainable habits for. So I feel proud that I haven't felt that until literally three weeks out or two weeks out from finishing the season. Normally I would would have felt this much earlier. So it's that tension of realizing I'm about to cross the finish line. There's a lot going on, but staying focused and not distracted by so many things around me. And just reminding myself, there will be a time down the road for those other things that we want to do. Right now we have to stay focused or else the overwhelm will peak in because then I'm, I'm going to feel like I'm drowning. So 
Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I felt a little bit on Friday was that anxiety of, oh my gosh, I have so much going on. Will I even be able to make it through and like make all the deadlines? So yeah. I just took a second and realized that what I needed was to work on Sunday all day, worked like a solid 10 hours yesterday. And obviously, you know, it's the weekend. Not everyone wants to do that, but it's a season. It's one weekend. And I feel so much better today with a lot of things um, kind of completed. Yeah. So I am in between like the very busy season and seeing the light of wrapping it up and also enjoying it, like reminding myself that I actually really love my job. And even though there's so much pressure, whenever slow season comes, I'm going to miss shooting and I'm going to miss these weddings. So it's a weird in between where you're like exhausted and stressed out and also love what you do. (laughs) Well, it's like holding space for both. That's what the duality is. And you have handled this season And even just everything from the summer too, with such like calm grace, you might not feel that way inside, but that's what you do. Absolutely not. (laughs) You do where you're like, I have it together and I'm doing okay. And (laughs) But I think like in the past, hearing how much you've grown, I think we sometimes don't see how much healing and growth that we have done until we get put back into a really stressful busy situation or season. And it's really like, it's exciting because you're like, wow, I, I would have handled this completely different two years ago, but it's also this like giving yourself rest and looking forward to the off season so that you can recoup and, and shift things that need to be shifted. And I'm excited for your off season for your, <laughs> for you and your sanity. <laughs> Me too. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad it, it comes off as calm energy, but some of the, the days really are chaotic very- here. Calm demeanor. Calm demeanor. <laughs> um, what am I in between right now? I would say I've had a lot of clarity this month around what my next steps are in my life and my career. And I think for about two months, three months, really, I was really struggling about how these different sections of my life and my career fit together. And I'm someone that when I look at the puzzle pieces of my life and I start to notice the edges not fitting correctly or, oh, this, this actually is like completely misshaped. This doesn't align. It causes me a lot of internal tension of how do I prioritize? Where do I put my energy? Like things feel almost in conflict with each other. And so over the past couple of weeks, just really sitting down and asking myself some really hard questions, I feel so much lighter than I have in a while actually. And so I think I'm in between having that clarity and then now putting that clarity into practice through action. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are in a place of trying to figure out your next step, you get that clarity. Sometimes that can also be be overwhelming. At first you're overwhelmed because you don't know what to do. And then you're overwhelmed because you have the clarity and you know what to do. And so it's like, how do I actually do all of this? So I'm in this practice of looking at what's one thing I can do every single day to move this forward and what does that look like and just getting really clear on how these different areas of my life and career and my coaching business fit together and see them as this 
cohesive symbiotic relationship and how they feed each other instead of how they're different and how they are intention. And I do think that through that practice, you will also learn what are things that you need to let go of or cut or shift. And that can also be difficult as well. But yeah, I'm in between that like, okay, I know what I'm doing and where I'm going. And now we have to focus on implementing that and staying consistent in it. Oh my gosh. I love that for you so much. And also that can be a season where you have just all these nerves almost where it's like you have a newfound love and you found thing and that clarity can feel so new and nerve wracking as well. Where you're like, well, is, and now I care so much because I got the clarity. Is this next step the right step? Right. And you're just figuring everything out, but I'm proud of you. It's been beautiful to witness your journey and see how you take one step forward and how you like stick to the process and stick all these beautiful habits you have built elsewhere, how they translate to your um, career as well. So yeah. I'm excited to see it all come together. I feel like 2024 mm-hmm. is going to be even more so your year. I agree. I really have a good feeling about next year. I just feel like a sense of lightness and feeling very grateful to be where I am and just looking at every opportunity or shift as if it was supposed to happen and that it's for me and that it's teaching me things instead of sometimes we can jump to this energy of like, why isn't this working for me? It's like, okay, what is this teaching me and how am I learning from it? So perfect segue into the lessons (laughs) that integrating life and business can really give you. So I think that you and Asher and I have talked a lot about this, um, is this word balance. And maybe we've discussed it on the pod as well, but there's kind of this mythical, you know, golden standard that I think we feel this pressure to achieve and it's called balance. And I don't really believe in balance. I haven't believed in balance for quite some time because balance means that everything in your life is equally weighted and balanced out. And that's just not reality, right? We we know that not everything in our life is equally weighted and we're going to be putting more energy in one area and less in another at different seasons of our life. And so how do we approach, especially when you're an entrepreneur, and you're juggling your finances, your business, your whatever it is that your business does, or your side hustle and your life. Like, how do you actually make all these puzzle pieces fit together? So I'm excited to talk through, you know, some checkpoints that you can give yourself. Um, there's eight of them that we're going to talk through today. Four on the business side and four on the life side. And these are these are checkpoints for you to kind of touch base with if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling frustrated, maybe you're feeling just like lack of clarity on how to, you know, quote unquote, do it all. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that this gives you kind of a roadmap to how to find clarity on your next steps. Absolutely. I'm beyond excited for this conversation. And like Alexis just said, having those checkpoints that have helped us is something that we're so excited to share with you. And I feel like a big aspect of being a holistic entrepreneur is developing your own intuition and developing what do you need, right? Because right now we're going to walk through some things. This is what has helped us build a more holistic experience as an entrepreneur. We're still figuring out 
and it might not be specifically what you're needing right now. So listen to your body, to your mind as you are listening to this episode. How does it feel? Like maybe some are going to resonate a little bit more than other points. Then maybe that's because you need to lean a little bit more into those points right now. And um, yeah, again, these are just tools that we're going to be able to share with you today. So let's jump on in. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. One thing I want to say is I'm I'm glad that you brought up the intuition piece. For each checkpoint, we're going to share a specific strategy that you can implement mm-hmm. as well as a mindset shift that we're going to invite you into if this does align with you. So kick us off, Astrid. You are first. All right. Well, um, like we said earlier, we're going to be splitting this off into the business side and then afterwards into the live. So let's jump into the business side of things. And the first one that we have, the first checkpoint is vision. So a lot of times I feel like we can be bombarded with information on here's, you need to start Pinterest marketing, you need to do Instagram, you need to do TikTok, you got to be email marketing, you got to do a million things. And it's important to realize you are the CEO, you are in the driver's seat, no one else is. So when you give a million other people that driver's seat um, spot, it can get messy real quick. And that's where a lot of times the overwhelm can come in. So with a lot of these checkpoints, it's the specific action also drives a lot of an emotional and physical response that can add so much more stress as an entrepreneur. So being able to decide where do you want to be in the next six to 12 months and also giving yourself permission to not feel like you need to write out your entire business plan in five years. Like what is your business going to be like five years from now, 10 years from now? I think you can start right now with where you want to be a year from now. And then as you move along, it is data and information that you can go ahead and start pivoting into, okay, actually this service doesn't resonate with me anymore. I'm going to drop that one. But this service, I feel so aligned. I love how my clients are responding. I'm going to expand on that side of things. So what we're going to be doing is um, focusing on the strategy of map out your next six to 12 months. And then this will give you the room to pivot in your business as everything kind of changes. There's also external factors that can come into play. Like COVID happened and businesses had to pivot so much during that time. So this will give you some of that wiggle room. And then the mindset piece of that is the side that you just have to give permission, give yourself permission to pivot your Um, your vision for the business. And again, releasing the pressure that you have to be doing all the things. So whenever you feel that tension pulling you somewhere and you're like, oh, should I be doing that? Go back to your plan. Is it part of the plan now? Can it be something that you do in the next quarter or the following quarter and still give it the allotted time and space for it? This is huge. Like when I, I started doing six month visions maybe midway through my twenties into my career. And I would do these like touch points, like where do I want to be in the next six months? Because it felt approachable to me. It felt like actually something I could have direct impact on me in five years. I have no freaking idea. And I find that exciting. So maybe you want to map out the next five years, go for it. But putting it down on paper gives you clarity on what, where to prioritize. Um, Next, Underneath the business section is 
a checkpoint number two is setting realistic goals. So this is a big one to set yourself up for success. We need to be setting realistic goals. And when we are looking at what everyone else is doing, this person had a six figure launch. This person was able to leave their nine to five to go full time. Like there is so much entrepreneurial, like dream, you know, content on the internet right now. And while that's very motivating, I think it can sometimes be a deterrent that we aren't setting realistic goals based on what we have. So take, take, um, inventory of, you know, what is actually possible for you. I'm not talking about limiting yourself, but be realistic with the resources, the audience, the goals that you have so that you aren't disappointed. I have set some really high goals and, and I've added a lot of unnecessary pressure and honestly, really negative expectations on myself to hit these goals. And when I look around as to how I was going to hit them, the plan wasn't actually mapped up to hitting this big goal because I, it wasn't possible for where I was at that stage in my business. And so a strategy that you can implement here is to really get clear on your core goals. So when we have 20 different goals, it makes it really difficult for us to focus and prioritize. So I would invite you to refine your goals down to three. So let's say it's, it's almost the end of October right now. What are three goals that are really important for you by the end of the year? So like, what do you want to focus on for the next two months, for example? And then once you have those core three, I want you to circle the, the number one priority, the number one goal, and then ask yourself, is this realistic? Can I hit this? Can I set a baseline goal for this? And then I, can I set a stretch goal? If you're ambitious and you love to be challenged and you want that little stretch, you can still give that to yourself. But by focusing on the baseline goal and then prioritizing your number one, your number two, and your number three, it just gives you so much more focus. So mm -hmm. you can say, start saying no to things. You can start setting boundaries to protect those goals. And then a mindset switch here to support setting realistic goals is to block out the noise. Can you mute accounts? Can you limit your time on social media? Can you hold yourself accountable to where you are getting this source of unrealistic expectations for the goals for your business and allow yourself to check the ego? Is this actually something that I want to do for my business or is this something that's really sexy and trendy right now? And so I feel like I need to do it, but it actually doesn't really align with what Astrid said, my six month plan, my 12 month plan. So those are um, some strategies and mindset shifts for setting realistic goals. Oh my gosh. I love that so much because especially entrepreneurs, we feel like we can take on the entire world, which we sure. can't. We're so driven. <laughs> And I love also, that about us. <laughs> yeah, that is not um, going to be very realistic once you factor in life, right? So if you didn't have to deal with customer service, if you didn't have to deal with having an accountant, like the budget and all these things, then sure, you could focus on all these very ambitious goals. But when you don't have margin in your business for all those day-to-day -day tasks, then these goals become very unrealistic. And right. what I love about this one too is it pushes you to pick one or two ambitious goals. Like we're not saying to not be ambitious, but we're, we are saying to narrow it down so that then if you want to 2X your revenue by next year, 
what do you have to do to get there? We're not focusing right now on maybe like a whole rebrand unless it's part of that goal. Correct. Correct. Whereas like sometimes we aren't growing in our business because we're focused on things that actually don't matter. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say you are a coach or a photographer and your goal is to find new clients. Sometimes we can focus on like, well, I need to get my email newsletter landing page looking perfect. Or I need to like completely relaunch my entire website before I can tell someone I'm a business coach. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, (laughs) I am earning, you know, significant meaningful income from my coaching business. And I have not updated my website in like two years. Mm -hmm. So if you need permission to deprioritize Mm -hmm. your website, it like, I think we can just put focus on things that don't actually matter for like the short term. Now, granted, I'm calling myself out here. I need to update my website. I understand that, but that's not my main priority. If I'm if my focus is trying to get new clients. So I think we can sometimes attach this like, well, I can't actually hit this goal until I do these four other goals first. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where you can invite yourself to hold yourself accountable for, you know, what what's distracting us in this and yeah. when, what actually needs to be done in order to hit it. Yeah. And it can be one of those things where it's still important. It still needs to be done. And because of that, we can tend to push it up the pipeline. So it's not that you're saying, oh, my website's perfect or my newsletter is perfect. I've been there as well, like where my website was not updated for, I think, three, four years. But it it wasn't a top priority for my business growth. At that time, social media was and customer service was. So I think taking out the emotions of that will be very, very key. So that leads us to our next point, which is let's talk about systems. So I'm I'm geeking out right now. I'm having a ball. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, tell us about systems, Astrid. (laughs) I love this. Um, Whenever it comes to systems, I think a big downfall sometimes of entrepreneurs is We start as solo entrepreneurs and there's all these tasks to do. Our business starts to thrive. Our business starts to grow. There is more of our time demanded elsewhere. We're investing in uh, resources. We're investing in a new marketing plan. You got to have time to record content, all of these things. And what is happening with all the other tasks that still need to get done to operate the business? So I think going from... um, like, okay, I'm starting this business to CEO mindset of, okay, where is, where am I going to get the most return for my time as a CEO and truly even quantifying it? Like how much are you charging per hour? And if you are charging say $75 per hour, then is you answering emails for an hour worth $75? Or could those emails have been either automated if you're just sending reminders? Could they have been outsourced with like a virtual assistant that can really help you out? And so right now there are so many great tools out there from AI to um, automations and system workflows that we can be utilizing as entrepreneurs to get more of our time back. And so the strategy here is once a quarter, let's evaluate where is your time going and is your time either growing the business or bringing more revenue in? Because it could just be growing the brand and perhaps not directly bringing in revenue. Um, But is there other things that are also bringing direct revenue? Um, And then being able to decide, okay, actually I did spend a lot of time doing some tasks 
that I could have shifted over. And not only one, from a financial standpoint, can that help grow your business, but two, from a mental workload and speaking of holistic entrepreneur, it can help you feel like you are focused in what, and only the things that you can get done. Because then what happens if we don't set these up is we feel like a failure at the end of it every day. We're like, I had this massive list. I didn't get back to that one client and I'm just one person. I had to do all these things and I had so many calls and it's very true. You are overworking yourself and it is not possible for one person to do all of that. But then shaking those deep feelings that you're a failure because you're not providing the level of customer service that you know you want to provide can affect way more than just that day. It can affect your confidence as an entrepreneur. It can affect how you decide, like, can my business even grow if right now I'm even like, I can't handle five clients, 10 clients. So I think that evaluating where your time goes is really important. And another thing that I'll say with the strategy is I track my time. I use Asana and every single task that I need to do and I do during the day, I add it on there. And that has helped me realize when I needed to bring on a virtual assistant and specifically what tasks I needed to delegate to them Um, and time blocking those as well. Like if I spend two hours packing up gifts and going to the post office and sending those off, I could have spent two hours creating marketing content and bringing in more revenue. Mm -hmm. And then the mindset side of that um, is you're the CEO. You're going to see a trend around here is like we are shifting our mindset from being an employee to being a CEO and being able to say, okay, from a non-emotional standpoint, we have to decide, does this make sense? If you were to pay somebody $150 for answering emails, would you be willing to do that? Or would you be like, oh no, like that is way too high. Then that needs to be a task that needs to be shifted over. So really evaluating all of that is essential. And also on a transparency note, I think that realizing when we have busy seasons and realizing that it's not going to be ideal every time you got to compromise here and there, but overall in your slower seasons, let's evaluate How did the busy season look like? What can we do better next time? And how can I minimize some of the extra fluff that was there so that the Mm -hmm. next season I am more optimized for performance, really kind of like an athlete? Yeah, it can be difficult when you're growing a business to go from it being you to then bringing on help or, or delegating those tasks. So I think it's also a mindset shift into you as an individual can only, you know, your limitations and you know, your capacity, and you will only be able to grow your business to a certain point with zero help. And so when you get to that point of burnout and you know that you need to bring people on, think about the expansion of where you want your business to go. And is it realistic for you to get there all on your own? Um, And when, when do you want to make that shift into hiring contractors or an assistant or a VA to help you manage the business that that's growing. I don't think that when you're, when you're just starting a business or just starting a side hustle, it's okay for you to be doing it all because it's just you. And so you're trying to earn revenue, but when your revenue gets to a certain point where you really can invest Mm -hmm. in, you know, better technology for better automations, or you can invest in, you know, contractors or a VA then I think it, it, it's up to you to make that decision 
And if you don't make the decision, it could be possible that you're stunting your growth Mm -hmm. if you're not delegating and you're at a place where you can truly invest and afford to um, hire out help. Yeah. Um, And one more thing that I'll say on here too is if you're at a point where you're not ready yet to hire someone to help you out with this, like being able to look at what are you doing repeatedly that you can save yourself time. For example, follow-ups, follow-up emails. You might be like, okay, well, it just takes me a little bit of time to write every time. Well, if you were to add it up, that might be a whole hour of your week or two hours of your week that goes there. So grab a Google sheet, write your template out of your follow-up emails, any emails that reoccur in your business, have a Google sheet with it. And then whenever you have to do it, you just copy paste it and then just tweak the section that is specific to that client and move on to the next one. So just observe the patterns there. Yeah. The last piece here, uh, last checkpoint, if you will, for the business section is community. So when you are a business owner, there's a level of sometimes isolation that you can feel. You can get really in your head about the business that you're building, or even if you're a side hustler, you feel maybe this tension between your full-time job and the side hustle, and you just want a community of people to talk to about it, to find some support, find comfort. And I think we can get really short-sighted on our own issues. And so when we invite community from a business perspective, into um, into our life, we can get other people's perspectives. So when I open up and I share with my mastermind or with Astrid on something I'm struggling with in my business, I'm like feeling really low about it. And I just, you know, I, I don't know why I'm struggling with this, whatever the situation is, Astrid will be able to offer me a different perspective. You know, could you look at it this way? Um, have you tried this strategy? do you want me to just listen or do you want me to help? Like, you know, bouncing ideas off of someone so that you don't feel so isolated in the business can really help you get out of your own head and into taking action because you're able to process that with someone else. This goes for all sorts of relationships, right? But in the business sense, because especially as a solopreneur, you just feel alone. And so um, a strategy here is to find two or three people in your ecosystem, you know, so let's say you're an Etsy digital download creator. Can you find other Etsy digital download creators and get together on a call, you know, once a month? Or let's say, you know, you're selling coaching or you're a photographer, like whatever your niche is, it can really help to talk to other people that understand the nuances of your business. So strategy go out and actually ask people if they'd be willing to go to coffee with you, whether that be virtually or whether that be in person so that you can spend time, you can support them and then they can support you kind of like a mini mastermind. This is something that, you know, um, this summer I was really feeling this energy and this momentum towards my coaching business I was building and I was really in my head and I was like, you know what? I can't be the only one that's struggling Let me see if some of my girlfriends who I also know run businesses would want to just get on a call once a month, have some coffee together and go around and talk about our businesses. And we only answered two questions on the call and we're there for an hour. So when you think of meeting up with someone, it doesn't have to be this like, you know, formula where you're going through every little nook and cranny. 
it starts with share your highs. So what's, what's working really well for you this past month. And then what's an area that you would like support on Mm -hmm. either a problem that you want to solve a situation that you need feedback on, or you just need encouragement. You know, you're struggling in this and you just want words of affirmation, encouragement so that we can also check in with you, not just on this call, but then after this call is over. So that's a piece of strategy. And I also think it's so much easier to hide when you're in a crowd and why I'm really encouraging you to find one, two, three people is you're going to invite them in to see you. It's going to feel a little bit vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I, I think this is such an important exercise because it's how we build really authentic and healthy relationships with others. But when we're in this bigger group, we don't always feel like we can really open up and share or that there's going to be space to to be seen because of the amount of people um, that might be in like a larger mastermind or a membership. So then the mindset piece here is allow yourself to be seen. This is a practice. This is something that takes you know time and it takes a lot of compassion for yourself. But when you're able to be vulnerable about how you're really doing in your business, you give people again, the ability to help you in a more real way. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you keep things surface level, they don't even know how to support you because they don't really know what's going on in your life. And so if you look at vulnerability, like the strength that it can be, it really gives people the ability to stand next to you when you're really struggling, hold your hand, text you on days that you need support. And we need constant reminders. Mm -hmm. You know, we need constant reminders that we're not alone, that we're okay, and that what we're building and the vision that we have, it's worth the effort. It's worth the tears. It's worth the investment. And when you're in community with people who really get it, right, that constant reminder feels like it, it's weighted differently. Yeah. Now, when you get encouragement for, from someone that's maybe not an entrepreneur, it feels nice, but it doesn't hit the same because yeah. they don't necessarily know the the real mindset and and honestly like mental junk yeah. that we go through in order to put ourselves out there in order to sell in order to make a difference in the world so big big piece here is just find community where you can even if it's just one friend it really does make a difference and even in the last 4 or 5 months of doing the mastermind I already feel the sense of lightness because I I know that no matter what I have people in my corner that are going to support me and that are going to sit with me and, and, um, you know, help me through it. Yeah. Oh, I love this one so much. And I, I was so inspired whenever you reached out about the mastermind, because I do have a circle of friends who are very entrepreneurial. And at the same time, like we talk about business and we talk about all these things, but being able to create a specific space where we're going to share our wins and what we're struggling was different. Like, I'm sure I could have reached out to you anytime, you know, and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this in my business. And at the same time, we all have things going on. Right. And so I challenge you, if you do have entrepreneurial friends in your life, don't just be like, okay, well, yeah, it's checked off. Like we talk about our business. They get me. It's great. But if you want that deeper side of things, you can really be seen just there's something about blocking out that time where you're specifically sharing the one thing that went well, which is really hard for us to also acknowledge. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, what, 
we move on to the next thing. We don't acknowledge the wins. Sure. And then on the flip side, being vulnerable of like, I'm actually really struggling with this specific side. And this has been really hard. And it has just been beautiful to see, I guess, sometimes the hard stuff we can take so personally yes. and say like, I am not a good boss. I am not a good entrepreneur. I'm not talented enough. And we internalize it. But whenever there's community and you hear other people that are struggling with the same thing, it's like, okay, this is part of the challenges of being an entrepreneur. These are external blocks. It has nothing to do with me. And here's what I can do about it. So love, yeah, love it's like this creating, It's like creating a ritual around mm-hmm. it. Like we meet monthly and you have that time set aside where you, it, it becomes that like that consistency it becomes a habit. So I think that's really important. Okay. Shifting over to the life side. So that was amazing. Uh, just to recap, the four checkpoints for business were vision, setting realistic goals, creating systems, and finding a deeper community um, as an entrepreneur. So on the life side, we're going to kick it off with none other. This should not, this should not shock you at all, <laughs> but we're going to kick it off with habits <laughs> because I truly believe that habits are the building blocks of our life. They are the foundations. They inform our action. They shape our mindset. And a lot of times our habits are the accumulation of our life experiences. So why we do things, why we don't do things. There's a lot of context and history rooted in our habits. And so when you're looking at, you know, creating this holistic approach to being an entrepreneur, I think on the life side, let's start with habits. So what's your sleep routine like? Um, What's your nutrition routine like? What's your movement routine like? If you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, have you taken a walk today? Are you getting seven to eight hours of sleep? Like I know that that sounds maybe basic, but when we have these habits that hold us to this, this place of like, I look at habits as a source of energy. And so if I am able to, you know, move my body, whatever that looks like to you, like it does not have to look a certain way. When I move my body, when I journal, when I get good sleep and when I'm eating nutritious food, I'm at the top of my game. And I look at it as like those things give me energy. Now, granted, we all struggle with different mental health or different situations that happen in life. And so sometimes you might do those habits and we don't feel good and that's okay too. But it's, where are your foundational daily actions and how can that be a source of energy for your business and be a a positive outlet for where you're taking care of yourself versus I'm, I'm too busy for that. I'm too busy. I'm too busy to move my body. I'm too busy to go on a walk. I'm too busy to make dinner. Let me go door dash. I'm speaking to myself here. So I think it's like, holding yourself accountable for where we have this narrative of I'm too busy. My business is growing. I'm just too busy. I do not have time to take care of myself. That makes me sad Mm -hmm. because we're growing a business that is hurting our physical and mental self. Mm -hmm. And so can you invite yourself to hold yourself accountable to kind of investigate what this could look like for you? And so the, the strategy here is to do a life audit. Look at the different areas of your personal life and with radical honesty, rate yourself on a scale of one to five on where you are in these categories of life. And then I think it's an invitation for you to see, oh, wow, okay, 
these areas I'm doing great. In these areas, I'm really struggling. So those areas could be sleep, nutrition, social time, your spirituality, hobbies, time for fun, your relationships, your friendships, your finances, like your personal finances and spending. If you can look at these different categories of your life and say, where do I need to increase? Where do I need to decrease? Where can I cut? Where can I hold myself accountable? And create these kind of non-negotiables for yourself around that. So when you're really stressed, where do you want to say, regardless of how busy I am, these are, this is the one thing I'm going to do to take care of myself today. It's not be five. Like mm-hmm. what's the one habit that will become a non-negotiable for you so that even when things feel unmanageable, you can still manage yourself and show up and do this one thing for yourself. And then the mindset piece of this is discipline is your best friend. And when you approach discipline as a gift and as something that can unlock freedom for you and not something that is, you know, a punishment, it's not something that is being used against you, which is definitely how my narrative used to be about discipline. Now, if you look at discipline as a tool, as a gateway to more freedom and more energy, it'll really help you stick to the plan. It'll help you keep promises to yourself, which as a byproduct, you'll build more confidence. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it'll help you build this system and this rhythm of taking care of yourself of, okay, these are the things that I know are are important to me and I want to prioritize. And then here are the things that are non-negotiables that regardless of what's happening in my life, I'm still going to show up and do this one thing for myself. So, mm. yeah. So good. Our <laughs> habits queen just dropped so much <laughs> wisdom here. It's incredible because as an entrepreneur, unfortunately, habits is the main thing that leaves whenever life it gets busy. It is. And subconsciously, we're telling ourselves, my business is more important than I am. I don't deserve that space. My business does. And it, like you said, it breaks down confidence or it builds confidence whenever you do do it. And Mm -hmm. I think that whenever we realize that these habits isn't just, oh, because it's good for you, you will actually be able to perform at a better level if you do these things. You will feel less stressed because when you don't know what you're going to eat for lunch or dinner, it's occupying more mental load where you're like, oh, what should I eat? What should I get? Okay, I'm going to order this. And then you just spent extra stress doing that. If you're not sleeping well, then you're not focused. Maybe you're not performing as well. And so being able to take a step back and just say, okay, I'm going to do the things that are necessary for me to be optimal at my job and optimal in what people are paying me for. And whenever we can shift that, I feel like it can unlock so much um, in our lives. So I love that so much. The next point that we have under live is stress management. And this is one that I really struggled for some time because I felt that whenever stress came on, I just shut down my emotions and I'm like, okay, what needs to get done? Let's get it done. Almost like a robot. I'm like, okay. Like, and, and completely neglecting who I am as a whole being and realizing if I'm feeling the stress, it's a, it's a type of energy that we're feeling and it needs to be released for healthy coping. And it wasn't until that stress buildup started manifesting into anxiety and, oh my gosh, my, my chest is so tight. I can't breathe. I like 
have to take a step back. And now my entire day is off course that I realize something needs to shift here. Yeah. So really the strategy here is being able to look at the stress. What is the source of your stress and being able to make a plan towards it. So sometimes the stress can be um, based on your job and situations that are going on. And also saying, what is one thing that can really help me right now to uh, feel better? So for me, for example, going on a walk outside when I'm feeling anxious and doing deep breathing exercises and getting that oxygen flow is crucial. And sometimes we think pushing things to a side would be better, but your body physically needs more oxygen because when we're feeling that stress, we're not breathing enough. So sometimes as simple as taking some breathing exercises will really, really help us out. And then at the same time, looking at your your systems and your time flow of things, because sometimes we add stress to our lives because we're not planning well enough for these so observing yeah. every week and in a non-judgmental way, say, what could have been better? Maybe your meals, like you were just stressed out about what you were going to eat and had to choose those last minute. Well, let's plan a little bit better for next week. Let's carve out some time to meal plan on Sunday and do something that's realistic. And then that's one last thing. For me, it's been uh, hiring someone that can help me clean my house during busy seasons because it stresses me out so much to be in an environment that's not clean and to see my calendar and say, I don't have any time right now to clean my house was very hard on my mental health. And so I made that investment and it helped me so much, especially during busy season to walk into a house that was fresh and clean that I could keep focusing on. And then the mindset side of things with the stress management is really more with your relationship with self. So as entrepreneurs, a lot of our um, insecurities, a lot of our fears pop up when we're doing the work that we love. And that can be very stressful. That can feel daunting. You're facing your biggest fears on a day-to-day basis. And that is both beautiful and also will add a lot of stress there. And so a big thing that I can share from my experience is I used to feel imposter, and I still do, imposter syndrome, but I used to feel it at a huge degree where I felt like I wasn't worthy of some of the clients that were hiring me. Like, oh, they're gonna maybe see that I'm not talented enough and maybe they were expecting something more out of me than what I can give them. And Mm. that was just lies that I made up in my own mind. So I would shoot the wedding day. I would overshoot because I wasn't confident in what I was creating. I was so stressed out that the next day I felt incredible, like in my body, just knots. And I had to sleep for hours and hours and hours on end. And at the time, I thought it was just from the wedding day. But over time, I realized it was just the mental load. So what do I do now? I have worked on healing that by speaking to myself every time that I show up saying I'm talented enough. These clients are excited to work with me. I'm excited to work with them. My creativity is going to flow, like really getting myself out of that funk to focus into what I am able to deliver and rewire my brain. And now 
I don't feel that huge layer of stress on top of that. So being able to realize that there are some very tangible things in our lives that can be, um, I can be automated or I can be uh, helped through just tasks. And then there's the very real side of our mind when it comes to our stress that we need to work on. That's huge. I think too, like when we're stressed, it's a reflection of our emotional bandwidth at that time, at that moment in time. And so for me, like when I'm stressed, I will take that stress and like, I'll be more snippy. My, you know, my capacity is lower. So I'm like, I don't have time to like explain this. Like, like I'll get really, you know, not my best self. And so I think learning how to really manage your stress and to slow things down, that's something that's really helped me when I'm really stressed is I'll say, okay, can I, my heart is racing. Can I, can I slow the pace down of this stress and this urgency? Because a lot of stress is like, this has to be done right now, like right now. And so you just feel like I'm never going to win because I'm racing against the clock. And so slowing it down and saying, okay, can I, what can I realistically get done? Or do I need to adjust? And, and how do I want to show up? And like that, that has helped me hold myself accountable. So speaking of accountability, <laughs> this is the seventh checkpoint in the life side. So when it comes to accountability, you can get it from your community. And I think that's important, but today we're going to talk about self-accountability. And how do you hold yourself accountable for the, for the things that you want in your life, for the person that you are becoming, for who you are, for the habits you want to build? And when we are high performers, sometimes what can happen is we hold ourselves really, really accountable in the career side, in the business side. We hit those deadlines, we outperform, we do everything we said we were gonna do on time with a bow on top. But when it comes to life, sometimes our life can feel messy because we put all of our energy into making our business feel really like good and solid and secure. So then we create a lot of insecurity in our life. And so um, where this can show up if, in terms of accountability is we are committing to things that we don't want to commit to. So we're saying yes to things in our personal life that we don't really want to. How can you hold yourself accountable for that? Where can you set some boundaries with friends, family, consumption? And I think that's where you're the only one in your life that can truly hold you accountable for your own actions. And so this is where you can build a lot of self-trust, a lot of confidence, and a lot of belief in your character and your integrity as a human being. Because you say what you, you do what you say you're going to do, and you you show up uh, fully as yourself. And you are also willing to cut things and to set boundaries and to hold yourself accountable where necessary. So um, a, a strategy here for accountability is to look at where you might be over-consuming so this might be, you know, online shopping or this might be social media, whatever whatever this might be for you. Where do you feel overcommitted? Where are you struggling with comparison? Where are you, you know, experiencing negative self-talk? Where can you actually lean into your to intuition and draw awareness to these areas of your life where you're struggling with really holding yourself accountable to the things that you say you're going to do? 
And then once you have that awareness, you need to acknowledge the importance of it. So is it actually truly important to you? If you said you wanted to do, you know, start this habit and you're aware that you're not actually doing it, and you need to acknowledge whether or not this is still a priority. Because that's another thing that can cause us a lot of stress is we set these expectations for our personal lives. We think they're really important, but we actually don't want to do them. We like don't actually care and we don't actually want to do them. We just think that we should do them. So we need to acknowledge where this sits on the roster of importance. And then the last is you need to take action. Once you have kind of looked at where you want to hold yourself accountable, you've built that awareness, you've acknowledged its importance, or you've de-risked it and made it not important anymore, Mm -hmm. you need to take action in that. So I think that's a big piece here is building that intuition up so that you can really flag these different areas in your life where you're not really holding yourself accountable to this person that you are becoming or these things that you really want to do in your personal life. Mm, I love that. I feel like accountability really comes from first making a choice that you actually want that thing to change. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Um, the last one that we have under the life side of things is flexibility. And this is something that I've had to learn really, really well, and I'm still working on it. But sometimes we can bring these beautiful disciplines that we've learned in life from our habits, from our business, and then make everything so structured that there is no room or margin to live our lives. And I want to challenge and say that even in the busiest of seasons at work, if we are proactive about that season before it hits, we can still enjoy our life during that season. And so we are creating focus and maybe there's a little bit less time, but being able to create that life that you love, like you chose to be an entrepreneur, you should enjoy being an entrepreneur. And so for example, for me, before the busy season started this year, I blocked out every Sunday. I looked at my big, heavy weeks that I was shooting. And then the next few weeks, I blocked out days for me to focus on editing And that was huge because sometimes when you see that it's open on the calendar, technically, you'll take on more work. You'll add things to your plate that you perhaps feel like you do have room for it. And when the time comes, you are overwhelmed and strapped for time. So having the flexibility and also creating that space of margin in your life where you might get sick or someone in your family might need you and being able to still be able to show up in life will be huge. So strategy is to definitely plan out ahead for any of those seasons and block out time, not just for rest and not just for the margin and like logistical things, but also to enjoy your life. So take a pottery class to go and have an hour of a walk out in nature and go to a new park. Like it doesn't have to be a whole day commitment. It can just be an hour that you're doing something different and you can really feel uh, refresh during, um, during work. And then the mindset is really focused on the fact that you deserve to have this full life as an entrepreneur. You have the reins of being able to create that life and take a step back and decide, what do you want that life to look like? Do you want it to feel peaceful? Well, what doesn't feel peaceful right now? And what can you do differently to that? 
Do you want it to feel more full of connections? Well, what can we do differently to do that? Maybe you're reaching out to a friend once a week. Maybe you're setting up a coffee day. Like you can still live your full life even during those busy seasons. So create that flexibility away from um, all the structure that can feel like a good quote unquote balance and can also give you permission to pivot whenever you need to. Yeah. Could not agree more. Like we're working hard, we're achieving, we're building businesses that leave impact on other people so that we can also live a beautiful life and have freedom and have flexibility and, you know, not have a revenue ceiling on us because we our earning potential is whatever we decide it is. Like, you know, we become entrepreneurs because we desire this sense of freedom. And then when it comes to our personal lives, give our, give ourselves the ability to tap into that freedom and that flexibility and to say, okay, yeah, the whole reason I'm building this business is so that I can go to yoga at two o'clock on a Thursday, Yeah, you know? And so depending on your, your work style and your personality, where can you invite more of that freedom and flexibility? And I think that's big. Um, this has been lovely. (laughs) I love this topic and I, I hope that this resonates with you. If you're a side hustler, or even if you have a business idea that you've been wanting to, to work on, I think using this kind of checkpoint system on the business and life side can really help you experience a lot of clarity on what kind of business and life that you are really building. Um, I'm really excited that we're taking this level of intentionality because, you know, working in the online business space for a decade, I feel like I've experienced a lot of hustle culture Mm -hmm. and a lot of like death by the business. And like, there's just this energy around being an entrepreneur uh, that can feel really heavy and that can feel like, you know, you you derive your worth and your identity from being an entrepreneur. And so we have to work so, so, so hard. And I think shifting the mindset to a more holistic, integrated approach makes us more sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like being a business owner, you know, if, if you've burnt out, a lot of times you don't want anything to do with it anymore mm-hmm. because you're done with it. So how do you integrate more of this holistic approach so that you have longevity to the business that you're building and so that it actually feels more sustainable because you enjoy it, not because it's killing you? Absolutely. And I also feel like that huge side of the hustle culture then led to a new movement where it was like, everything's intuitive. And honestly, like sometimes the boring work, like systems and workflows and all that stuff. It's not intuitive. It's not intuitive. <laughs> like accountability is not intuitive. Discipline is not intuitive. And so yeah. I feel like a holistic entrepreneur is being able to know when to play into each one so that we can be sustainable long-term so that we know, okay, this is a season of focus and building next season, next month, I'm off for three weeks. Can't catch me like anywhere. (laughs) See y'all later. And that's the beautiful part. You get to create the life that you want. And all of these touch points are things that have helped us. But we invite you today to really take a step back and say, if you were to dream up your most ideal entrepreneur life every single week, every single day, what would that look like? And go ahead and start implementing things to make that come to life. Yeah, agreed. And let us know, uh, DM us on Instagram at inbetween.pod. Let us know which one of these resonated with you the most. 
Like which one of these did you feel like, okay, you are literally talking right to me because we'd love to continue the conversation with you there. And if you're loving the pod and really resonating with this episode in particular, drop us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Uh, those mean a lot to Astrid and I. And if you want to connect with me personally, you can do that at Alexis Tykemiller on Instagram. <laughs> or you can connect with me at Astra Johanna Photo. Thank you all so, so much for listening. We can't wait to uh, get those DMs and connect with you more. And we'll catch you next time.